reflect for a moment on the art of cinema. Think of a motion picture like The Last Emperor and the nine Academy Awards it so richly deserved. Consider the profound emotional experience of a truly great film. Then forget it, sweetheart. Yes, better blow it out your exhaust pipe, cinema lover, because here comes fun with hair on it. Oh, that's disgusting. You're going to see the biggest piece of shattering entertainment that ever molested your sensibilities. That sounds great. Want a plot? Here it is. It's the end of the 20th century, and mankind has blown its wad. <coughs> the fate of humanity rests in the groin of one man. Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. We're going to get them out, and then you're going to get them pregnant. Yes, if you want a brilliant film, you can go right to... We're going to Frogtown. Hell comes to Frogtown. <laughs> Starring wrestling superstar, Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Move over, Mr. Mel Gibson and Mr. Robert De Niro. Here comes acting talent and sensitivity like you've never seen. You are one weird dude. And speaking of talent, turn green, Ms. Meryl Streep. Here's Sandal Bergman, the exquisite star of Red Sonia, and Conan the Barbarian. Hell comes to Frogtown, a story of mutant sex and people like you and me. It's hot, it's wet. And it's bad. It's Hell comes to Frogtown. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast, little slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a theme and as it's April, aka WrestleMania month, I'm doing WrestleMania, bad movies starring wrestlers such as Seen Evil and Doom. Tonight's movie is Hell Comes to Frogtown, which isn't any old movie, no, this is my 250th podcast. So, I have a guest, Mike, from the Graveyard Shift. Hey, how's it going? Oh, fan, Dabby and Dozy. So, straight off the bat, are you a wrestling fan, by any chance? Not really. I I grew up, like, being aware of WrestleMania. Like, I, I kind of like Andre the Giant simply because he was a real-life fucking giant. Mm. Uh, Hulk Hogan, because, you know, how often do you get to see someone, like, rip their shirt off? Yeah, true, true. I mean, we are, so, we are kids of the, the 80s yeah. and 90s, so... Yeah. So, you know, growing up in the WrestleMania era, the Hulkamania era, I, I was aware of it. I, I mm. didn't follow it. Like, I, I occasionally collected cards, but uh, I also liked uh, the Hulk Hogan series, the cartoon show. Where I think like Andre the Giant played like an idiot that just kept going through walls because he couldn't fit through doors and. Mm, I watched one episode of that when I was a kid and was so insulted and watched it ever again. So. Let me have that one. I, uh, I do kind of so regret it's... that I didn't follow it because, uh, someone like I was only like vaguely aware of Macho Man, but then someone showed me a bunch of interviews he did in the nineties and this guy, Macho Man, he was insane. He was mm. like a mm. consummate showman. Like yes. if you just look up his uh, YouTube video of him doing better than the best, 
he just leads in with his girl like behind him like fanning him like almost bowing down and worshiping him like like just being in awe of him as he's like stunting in front of the camera and he's like though the valleys may separate the skies may thunder even though there's no bad weather you hear people talking about opinions and they're all saying one thing that macho man can't deliver but you know what they're wrong <laughs> yeah and, yeah. and when uh, she tries to agree with him he throws her out of the frame and then he starts poking at the camera and then he tells her to get back in and she does <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's just mental yeah 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 randy savage was or randy pavlov as his real name was uh he was a bit of a i don't know a wild wrestler you know i mean uh plus you couldn't well, well growing up in the 90s you couldn't not uh, have the whole Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth thing um, with the, the mega powers, Tim and Hogan, then split up during WrestleMania, was it five or six, I think it was? Then Notorious, when she got them she got them back, sort of thing, and, and the whole reconnection stuff, then the whole WCW stuff, and blah, blah, blah. blah. Anyway, back to this thing. Uh, is this the first time you actually saw this movie? Yes, the only Rowdy Rowdy, the only Rowdy Rowdy movie I'd seen before was They Live. I love it. Yeah, same. The, the fight scene is incredible between him and Keith David. Mm-hmm. It, it is just well delivered. He has great presence. Like, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. Like, great lines, great action, great plot, great effects. So when I yes. heard, oh, yes, he's in another movie, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see this. Mm. Yeah, this is the first one for me. I have never heard of this movie until about five years ago. I mean, this is a B-movie from the 80s, and I missed it. How the hell is that possible? I mean... Um, Mainly because like nobody talked about it. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, um, this thing starred uh, Hot Rod himself, Roddy Piper, as you said, which I read was filmed in 1986, and Piper had to have an acting coach on his set to talk him through his lines. But that's Wikipedia, so I don't know if that's true or not. So, uh, Wait, was that. this before or after they live? They Live was 87, 88, so it was before it. Oh, so this was oh, yeah, so this was his awkward cherry popping. Well, actually, no, he's in a few other movies in the early 80s. So Piper was a, an actor, um, but it was, they love put him on the map. But what I don't get is Piper was scolded by Vince McMahon, the owner of WWE, or F at the time, for doing They Live because he wanted it to be on WWE Studios. And people were like, fuck you, we're doing it with John Carpenter. That would have been fucking terrible. Oh, God, could you, you imagine? You yeah. just know mm. that Keith David would have to suplex him in a trash can or something. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, would have been terrible. So, like I said, so Piper was scolded by Vince for not for refusing to do it for WWE, uh, WWE Studios. Hence why Vince done that, that shitty Hulk Hogan movie, No Whole Bard, which has Hogan playing basically Hogan. Uh, and that was to... to Six to finger to to, to um, Piper. Oh my God! His uh, first Piper movie. Has... His first movie was with Henry Winkler, called The One yeah. and Only. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, a movie called The Body Slam. I've never read. As Quick Rick, Quick Rick Roberts, which sounds mm. like the porn name nobody wants. Yeah, it also sounds like a real cheesy ass uh, wrestling name. Like I say, so Vince took took it out in Piper and removed him. Removed his um, Intercontinental Championship from him. 
which is kind of shady on Vince's side, but there we have it. But anyway, back to this movie. Vince McMahon uh, being shady? How dare you? Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, so back to this movie. This, this was filmed before they live, and about shortly before this, I'm guessing they had to do it quickly before they left commitment. Oh, my God. Quick. One thing that shocked me about this movie, this has three sequels. Return to Frogtown, Max Hell, Frog Warrior, and Toad Warrior. Oh, God, the pun. Wait, wasn't Frog um, Warrior and the Toad Warrior both the same movie? No, no. Apparently, Toad Warrior was out in the late nineties, and Toad uh, Frog Warrior was out in two thousand and fifteen. So, okay then, that's pretty weird. Uh, but the thing is, but is this B movie heaven? I'll just find out. This is. Was this New World's pictures? Yes. And uh, they took us to a new uh, world. Mm. A world of its, frogs. Yeah, yeah. With its teeny little budget of $1 million, this thing pulled in unknown. Uh, starring Roddy Piper, Sadal uh, even, Bergman, William Smith, and Roddy Calhoun, directed by both Don G. and R.G. Kisler. The plot... After a nuclear war, 60% of men are sterile. One man, however, has a high sperm count and is sent to rescue a group of fertile females from frogmen. Can our hero stop the evil frogmen or is he really the bomb? Is this a riveting good time or will I croak from the swamp gas? Let's just find out here. Right, so then. Uh, so, first thing I want to talk about is that trailer. Have you seen the trailer for this? It is... Oh my god, insane. Oh, it talks about I how, did not. Oh my god, it talks about how what is it, we have a movie for you. This thing gives what was it, it, it takes the piss out of um, Planet of the Apes with the whole Statue of Liberty thing and it says this movie is really bad and it goes, oh god, it's, it's quite an interesting trailer. You should look it up. Next thing I want to talk about is New World Pictures. So this is either going to be a terrible movie or a good bad movie there's a 60-40 chance of that because most of the New World Pictures movie I've seen have been shockingly bad apart from about maybe four so what's your experience with, with New World Pictures? Uh, I don't remember New World Pictures brands specifically, what were some other good ones? Elvira, Mistress of the Dark <laughs> Ooh. which I love that movie, it's B-movie heaven for me, one of my favourite B-movies what else have top of my head? It is simultaneously a B movie and a double D movie. <laughs> yes, yes. And moving on swiftly. So once we see the logos, we have a voiceover explaining what happened that years, er, sorry, the latter years of the 20th century, a nuclear war was started over quote a little disagreement. Really, <laughs> a little disagreement. A starts difference of opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And ten years later, peace talks. Have started, which I guess have failed, as they have segregated humans from the frog people. So, which I don't get. Are these actually mutated frogs, or are they people turned into frogs? It doesn't actually say. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the I mean, I I think it's people that were mutated into frogs simply because like they dance to music, they mm. have strippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they don't seem to be uh. Like, the girl wants to hook up with Sam, and she wants to fuck him. So, you know, mm-hmm. they definitely... I, I say that they're humans, 
because if they were because if she wanted his his stuff she would just like you know unload a clutch onto a lily pad and just say all right sam jerk off on it mm, yeah that's very true so and i'm pretty ghosts. sure that they were i'm pretty sure well hey it's, hey it's how a frog do yes i know so i think it's humans that became frogish okay then okay then because the, because when when sam first gets into the into the bar the uh, the barman the bar guy goes oh we hate all humans so i'm going so they're not actual human and they're not even humanoid they're mutated frogs okay then well i guess the humans want nothing to do with them yeah well that's true no i mean they did put them in ghettos so the first thing i want to talk about is the guy in the black beekeeper mask what the hell is he wearing i mean <laughs> he's wearing like a as I said, a beekeeper's outfit with goggles and an old army outfit i'm going what um who is in attack <laughs> <laughs> they kind of look like the sand people from the tuscan raiders from star wars yes yes i was getting that also who's then attacked by a punk who calls him squid lips uh, he then takes a statue, statue of him and he's shot or blown away but what the hell is this punk wearing he has about a dozen pens and he has his ears pinned back what, what the hell i mean i just love that his character's name in the credits is the poor doofus Oh, I see. That's the poor doofus as well. Okay, then. And all it says is for the actor. I mean, Squid Lips has a fucking actor, Julius LaFleur. Mm. But the poor doofus, his actor is just RCB, which sounds more like a bank than a person. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird. So then up pops the titles, along with photographs of the crew. I love that one. They have three frames of the, of the crew as it goes on. I just love that. It's like... Roddy Piper, you know, and then we got a shot of him with the, the pump action. I'm going, oh, Christ. <laughs> well, this was his, like, one of his first big movies, so they need to yeah. let you know, like, just who who he is, just in case you're like, oh, there's a wrestler in this? I wonder which mm. one he is. Yeah. <laughs> is he the general? Is he the frogman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of which, we have frog people, as we mentioned earlier, unknown if they're human or humanoid. And then we have Roddy Piper playing his character, Sam Hill, because you get it. Sam Hell, as in what the Sam Hell is happening? Ah, <laughs> uh, God, the puns. He's tied to an electric chair as Chief of Police Captain Devon, played by William Smith, works him over because apparently he rapes his daughter, but she's pregnant. So, okay then. I mean, I love the fact that he goes to cut his balls off with a broken bottle. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tad extreme. Well, I mean, if someone raped your daughter. I mean, it, it's assumed that they raped the daughter. Like they, they, they keep talking about sexual assault, but no one seems to treat him like a rapist. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, I mean, did they just say sexual assault because like he fucked her and left? Is that what constitutes assault? Because you know, it, it's 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 rude behavior, but it's not like deviant, illegal. If he's actually walking around the the world, the the, the country, raping people, like forcing his dick on women. He should be fucking killed in the beginning of the movie. Like, just, yeah. like, cut his balls off, put it in a lab so that the balls can keep generating sperm, but kill kill the asshole wielding it like a friggin' weapon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because the two, two female scientists walk in and stop this. One of them is Dr. Spangle. I'm sorry, Dr. Spangle. <laughs> Played by Sadal Bergman of Red Sonja fame. And the other one is an unnamed sassy black chick who tells Captain Devon... His daughter is pregnant and, he, and Sam is needed because he's the only person that has good sperm. Because apparently 70% of all men 
are shooting blanks because of nuclear radiation. So how does he anyway, move on? And I've got this one right off the bat. This is a fourth wave feminist dream come true. Men are all but sterile and women are in charge. But that is all I'm saying on the subject. So no more. <laughs> so we cut to Sam in an ER room with a bomb chastity built over his junk. And he's told he has a high sperm count. And his junk is now government property. That made me I love laugh. I love how his jockstrap is like the barrel from Return of the Dead, like property of U.S. government. Mm. I love the fact that he goes, how do you do a penis thing? He goes, oh, there's a flap. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Even if there's a flap for the for the wiener to come out for peeing, like, he has got to have, like, the smelliest balls. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just gross. I mean... So these people, these female scientists are from MedTech. Why was I getting Fallout from this? I'm going MedTech? It's not from Fallout. It is like the uh, most he's, generic tech firm ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utter, mm. He's giving a deal. If he helps out MedTech, i.e. the government, to get as many women pregnant as possible, then he'll give him a clean slate. So he signs away his balls even reading a body contract. And they say that he has left a whole slew of women pregnant. So does he do go from town to town and fuck anything that moves? I mean, <laughs> I mean, later on in the movie, he like he's told basically to rape a girl. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's under orders by the government to rape a woman who is like out of her mind. Like she's drugged. She's <laughs> she can't move. And she's told he is told forced by scientists to impregnate her. And he's like, hey, can I like get a little mood lighting? And plus, you know, she's unconscious. Can mm. I, like, speak to her, like, work my charm? So, you know, that they set him up as, as a serial rapist or a uh, sexual assaulter, it just does not mesh with his behavior later in the movie. No, no, it doesn't. I'm going, what, is he a serial, serial rapist or is he a hero? He's just, hero? he's just a roving Casanova. Yeah, well, true, true. So, I mean, he's then shown a, a government VT and explains the situation that since 70% of the men are sterile and they need sperm, because of course they do. He's then sent on a mission to rescue a dozen women from Frogtown. Uh, okay then, so it, just, it explains the fact that men are sterile from nuclear bomb, and it explains that there's all these fertile females who have been kidnapped by frog people 18 months ago. Yeah, they're raped. Um, <laughs> but this is where the frog people come from, so there's a teeny bit of mistake there you know or a, a hole in the, the plot there i think that there was a low priority on them because like they said that they were uh, that the women taken were passives yeah, so see. they wouldn't i guess like if the women aren't going to join the military and actually like keep the uh keep the enemies of america and progress in check then you know we'll get you eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> if you get kidnapped and raped by frog beasts we'll we'll get you but you know you're gonna have to wait in the long lineup mm, yeah exactly exactly so out he goes along with Dr. Spangle, and he's her prisoner to rescue the guilty. I love the fact he's wearing a sort of kilt thing over his jockstrap to hide the fact he's wearing that ridiculous bomb thing. I mean... Well, you uh, can't wear pants with that thing, can you? Well, that's a good point. He's wearing jeans, but the bomb's over his jeans, which implied he'd removed the, the thing, put it back on. I'm like, why would you... Uh, moving on. I love the fact that the pool, sorry, uh, Dr. Spangle has a female guard, Santella, played by Cece C- C- Varel, who is her guard. I love the fact that the, the, the hot pink 
uh, 50s pickup truck turned into a tank. I just love that. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, an old like an old like 40s ambulance medical supply truck. They hmm. just mount a, a chain gun on it, and boom, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> medical army transport. Yeah, a 50 cal. Yeah, I love that one. And he goes, I'm not good at that. He goes, oh, yes, you are. Look at your contract. <laughs> so off they go in, into the desert. And I love this line. Um, Dr. Spangle asked him, do you take anything seriously? And he goes, quote, I should take everything seriously. I thought I blew it all up. I love his one-liners in this. They're just, <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, he's, he's a funny dude. Yes, yes. The writing yes. in this is far better than you would think, given given the very concept. Yeah. But this came yeah. out the same year as They Live, so mm-hmm. it, it was quite a uh, surprise for the world to realize, oh, Rowdy Roddy is a funny motherfucker. Well, I don't know. Piper's always been quick on the mic. You know, he's always, he's always been quick on the promos. So, yeah. Plus, this was recorded two years before They Live, so... Hmm. Huh. They got released in the same year, though, so it must yes. have been it. I yeah. guess people are just like, we got Rowdy Rowdy in this. And they're all just like, who? Yeah, I'm not going to publish this. Yeah, the cash in on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I found interesting is Piper's accent in this. What is that accent? I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. Good. Is that supposed to be Scotch? Is it American? Is it Canadian? I mean, what accent is that? You know? I... <laughs> I I guess you know in the wasteland like well he was around but he like he lived before the war this is only supposed to be uh like twenty uh, ten years after the war so it's not like he yeah. he grew up centuries later and this is like the new regional dialect yeah yeah I'm thinking myself I'm going wait a minute here it's only been about ten years since the bombs dropped which means the place will still be radiated but moving on because that's sad. <laughs> we can have science in a B-movie, especially about well, talking frogs. <laughs> he is Canadian, so yes. this might be like Wasteland Canadian accent. Yeah, he's from um, Saskatoon, I believe. He's, he, yep. He was from, so. Anyway, they drive to the border, and they're stopped by our old friend, Devlin, who's now demoted to be a border guard. Ouch! <laughs> you think he would be happy that his daughter is pregnant, because he was like, hey, you're one of the few people in this world that gets to be a grandfather. Like you should be freaking thanking Roddy for like, hey, you gave you made my daughter a mother. That's a rare thing in this world. She's gonna be taken care of. Yeah, I don't want to say later on in the movie, daughters are treated. Uh, sorry, uh, pregnant people are treated like queens because they can get pregnant, and mothers are treated like uh, royalty. I'm going yeah. so. What's it? Why does he such a prick? Huh? I mean, you think he'd be happy? He'd be like, well, you made my daughter. You you made my daughter. You, you gave her like a great honor, which is rare in this world now. Mm. So. You know, thank you for pumping and dumping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they drive the pink med tech mobile, as I'm going to call it, and Sam is told the girls are extremely fertile and must get them back from Frogtown ASAP. But again, it's been 18 months since they were kidnapped. Why? Wait, 18 months? Or was well, this... I guess Santel was busy off fighting the, busy fighting on the Canadian front. So. You know, now that she's finally back, now they can actually spare a soldier to go (laughs) to take their exceptionally valuable cargo with them. Like, he has no business. If this is a rescue mission for the women, you don't need to take your most valuable sperm bank with you. Like, you rescue them, bring them back to the base, and then after you, you know, shower them and stuff, then you can, like, introduce them to him. Yes, I've got that down here also. Two things here. One, he's wearing a chastity belt over his jeans how's that one happen and two 
Whiteside sent a highly fertile man to rescue girls from Frogtown mutants. Where the hell's the female army? And what the hell happens if he dies or he gets his balls blown off? Hello, he's supposed to be a high, highly fertile man in America for fuck's sake. So mm. yeah, the entire movie, the entire premise of the movie should be hell stays away from Frogtown. Mm. His yeah. balls are too valuable. Exactly, exactly. And I love the fact when it's top for a refill, he tries to run away, but as Sasha Bill starts to bleep. <laughs> uh, he's got the invisible do- he's got the invisible fence on his balls. Mm. I love the fact she goes, oh, it's all a mild shock. Yeah, he's going, oh, my balls. Yeah, that's not a mild shock, love. I mean, and well, plus... The balls are extremely sensitive, so you only need a mild shock on that area to to just, like, cripple them. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sick. I think of myself here. He's got highly fertile ball, highly fertile sperm. Why the fuck are you shocking the Tesco's, you silly bitch? But put a col- yeah, put a what? bomb collar on his neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Utter idiots. So anyway, that night, Spangle seduces Sam with Santel watching, as you do. <laughs> yeah, because her job is supposed to keep him in an excited state or something. Mm, it's like, yeah. no, you're gonna make you're gonna make him fire inside that weird metal cod piece. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Maybe short it out. Mm, yeah, I think myself. I was going, wait a minute here. You're supposed to keep him highly aroused. Uh, that's a metal cod piece forcing down the his dick. That's going to hurt like a mother, you know. But Plus, on. he's got to be sweating like hell in that thing. Oh, good God, yeah. Yeah, because this thing's falling in a desert, so. Uh, but he's having none of it, of course. So she tries to rape him. Wait, what now? Until he pulls her on top of him and Santarella, or whatever her name, shocks him. What the fuck is going on in this movie? Which one yeah, but Centel is saving that Centel is saving that seat for herself though, because later on she makes the move on him. Like, mm. yeah, I want I want to be a mother. Like, I want <laughs> I want to enjoy that maternity leave. Nope, they say that she's actually steady also. So she just, oh, wants, so she just wants off. Yeah, she just wants to dig her, so she wants it. And there's been a nuclear war, which turns people into mutant frogs. I'm guessing, and 68 percent of the men are sterile. But to sleep outside in tents, normal tents, not lead-lined tents, that <laughs> seems to be a bit... Hmm. Well, the, the damage is done. Well, that's true. That's what I guess it is. It should be highly regulated. I mean, a nuclear war, but 10 years later, there's people surviving and thriving and being perfectly fine. Yeah, uranium has yeah. a half-life of a much... Uranium's <laughs> yes. half-life is much longer than 10 years. Yeah, yeah. That's all ridiculous. And as she says, much later that night, Santerra tries it on with Sam, but thankfully... Spangle stops her and <laughs> she twat blocks her. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Piper on a job, so to speak. You know, I'm going. No. She's good. Oh, there's a flap in the front of it. Ping! I'm going. No, get your hands up away from the belly button. For crying what's, what's the point of this whole thing? If there's a flap in front of it, that means like people can still like bang him. Uh, people can still get unauthorized sex. Yeah. So yeah. It, I mean, there's so much of this that makes no sense, but you just got to accept that this, you know, this part of it is just poorly written. The premise mm. does not stand up. No, no, it doesn't. No, no. Also, how does he shit that thing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not, it's not like it like dangles in front. It looks like it's like a Zardoz diaper thing. Yeah. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, is there a flap in the back, too? Oh, Which no would idea. be exceptionally awkward to clean after. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's been over his jeans. So, uh, uh, well, I don't know, moving on, because this, this is just going to make me go cross-eyed. So, next morning, one awkward silence drive later, 
they're in frog territory. I love the fact how it's only a matter of what, a few miles from the border to the frog territory, so there's like there's hardly any no man's land. At dusk, Sam goes apeshit at Medtech's plan to impregnate the girls while they're still in Frogtown. Yes, so they expected him to have sex with 12 women while they're still in captivity. <laughs> so that's where they brought him, just so yeah. that he can so he can inseminate them on the go. Yeah, who caught that genius idea? So there's 12 women who are, are pregnant, and then what, they're going to have kids in a hostile territory? Who wrote this? I mean, for crying out loud, it's just ridiculous. Or maybe their maybe their plan was to just like impregnate the women and then just ditch Roddy mm. and then like bring the women back. Oh, I suppose that's true. That's very true. And I love the fact he goes ape shit and throws away his contract. So they kick him out of the car, leave him by the side of the road as they walk back with his bomb bleeping constantly. What a bitch move! <laughs> they, they it's like they drive off at half speed just enough to make him run after the car. Yeah, yeah, that was how- funny. Yeah, how long does it take for the bomb to go off? Because they're driving away, and you beep, 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 as you come close and close and close. I'm thinking, how long's the fucking fuse in that bomb? Well, you you find out later how long that fuse is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Moving on swiftly. Later, he makes makes it back to camp. As I say, how long does it take for this thing to blow up? Once he's back in camp, they track an escaped girl, take her back to camp, drug her, and then try to make Sam rape her. What the actual fuck am I watching? I've got down here. So they expect him to shag any woman the, the catch, you know? <laughs> hey, we found a woman. Hey, you know what? Forget bathing her. We just found yes. this feral woman who's probably loaded with, if she doesn't have STD, she at least has like wasteland dust caked all over her body. Yeah, she so let's take, her, let's take our valuable dude to make him rub up on her. Hmm. Yeah, highly radiated woman. Eh, she's fine. I love the fact he goes, he, she hasn't brushed her teeth. <laughs> now I'm going, oh, God. That's the least of the worries, <laughs> considering where you're going. Hmm. So the next morning, the girls give the, uh, the runaway a bracelet and tell her to walk back to safety, to back to the border patrol. With and t- no... and tell, them, tell them you're a mother, they'll take care of you. Yeah, tell them mother, they'll take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no weapons, no food or water or even shelter. In hostile territory. Yes, well done, love. Who? Oh my God, who wrote this movie? This this was making me slightly annoyed. <laughs> you, you, you talk about this being a feminist movie. This is this is the opposite. This is a masculinist movie. This is a male chauvinist movie because it glorifies a rapist. Allegedly, they make him a hero because you know as long as he's got valuable sperm, it doesn't matter if the woman has any attraction to him or not. He, he If he makes her a mother, she should be grateful. So this is like the most hyper-masculine, <laughs> the most dangerously masculinist movie ever. Like Rush Limbaugh probably made this fucking movie. Mm, well, that's true. That's very true. Like, Although, these are women that should be lucky to be blessed with a baby because that's all they're good for in this world. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Although in saying that, the director in this, one of the directors in this thing made the four other movies and a fuck ton of of um, awful B movies, including what was it, Roller Babes or something like that, so Roller Skates. Uh, what did I do with that? I should have had this written down, but I didn't because I'm a bloody idiot. Donald um, D. Jackson, the director of this movie, did yes. Return to Frogtown. Mm-hmm. 
Toad Warrior, Hell Max Hell Frog Warrior 2002, and he's dead. He the 2002 was the Toad Warrior, and he died in 2003. Oh dear, leukemia, motherfucker. God. Um, his other claim to fame is oh dear, uh, what is it? Um, the El Chupacabra series. There's about five of their movies. <laughs> Guns uh, of El Chupacabra. Like yes. this, this was his version of Guns of Navarone no, with a Chupacabra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pocket ninjas. Oh my god, that's so terrible. Longevity kickboxer. Oh, as you do. <laughs> Little oh, oh he, here's one that's not suggestive at all. Little Lost Sea Serpent, 1995. Yeah, oh, wow. And then Big Sister 2000, which was made in 1995. So this guy was, like, really preparing for the future. Mm, yeah, yeah. Rollerblade is his other claim to fame. He made about five of the movies. Roller oh, Gator. Yeah, the Rollerblade 7. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, moving on. We're, we're, we're shooting way off. But my point being, but this director is, shall we say, not a friend of the females. I mean, I'm guessing they're all cheesy ass B movies with lots of tits and ass. Yeah, so this uh, guy was this was definitely a masculinist mm, movie, the anti-feminist movie. I suppose. I love the fact how Doctor Spangle tries to seduce Sam by doing the most unsexy dance ever. I'm going. <laughs> If that's you have to seduce a man, you're terrible, love. I mean, for crying out. And you say that she... later on in the movie, though, she does a very nice dance. So she's cap- So <laughs> as an actor, she's capable of doing a sexy dance. It's just that in this scene, her character is just like, is, is this sexy? <laughs> does this erect you? Yeah, what was she wearing, by the way? What uh, the like camel, camel undies. Yes. Which made me fucking laugh. The fact that she is a military personnel, so she's got camouflaged undies with white lace on mm. the titties and the panties. Yeah. <laughs> this cracked me up. I nearly fell over when I saw this. <laughs> yeah, I was going, who thought that was sexy for crying out loud? There is some genuinely funny, outrageous shit in this movie. Like, oh, yes. Despite the fact that it is notoriously bad, underwritten, and either glorifies a rapist or does not quite understand what rape is because yeah. either Roddy is not a rapist, but everyone thinks he is because he like doesn't want to marry the women that he screws. Like, think, do, do, do they know what rape is? I think he's a Lothario. He's just like, yeah, he's Lothario. just a lover boy. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. again, that's not a rapist though. <laughs> no, no, it's not a rapist. No, 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 no. And this movie hasn't got a clue. I mean, the science is fucked. As a moving on. So, back on the road, yet more awkward silence, as Dr. Spangle is acting like a hurt and jealous bitch. Uh, love, <laughs> you pretty much forced... I'm sorry, she forced him to sleep with the fucking... the runaway girl, so what the hell, she got up her arse me for crying out loud. So, Spangle comes up with a genius idea of her to be a slave girl, and for Sam to take her into Frogtown. And, I've wrote and down he here, enjoys this. Oh yes, I wrote down here, Spangle changes to a slave girl outfit that make Princess Leia blush. I mean... What is that she's wearing? It's like a... Did she just have... She didn't take it off the Pharaoh girl, so that means that she left the base with this outfit on, mm. just in, just anticipating this. Yeah, I mean... She had, if she wanted to seduce Sam, she should have come out in that in the first place. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. just let's just come up, nuzzle him by the fire, like, I'm your, I'm your desert warrior queen, and... <laughs> oh, God. I mean, what was she wearing? But she's wearing, like, um, what is it, a, a one-piece bikini, but it's all slashed up. 
and it's yeah, covering it's like a slashed leather bikini thing. Yeah, and it's only like uh, she's wearing what's it called? But she's wearing she's also got a chain, for... like a big freaking chain wrapped around her too. Like mm. I, I gotta say, she looks freaking hot. Like she looks like a sec. She looks like one of the uh, uh, like one of the concubines from a Mad Max movie. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, she looks yeah. good in this. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. So, like I says, she talks someone to taking her into Frogtown as his slave so he can sell her off to the highest bidder. So hours later, they come across Frogtown. They could have done it outside of fucking gates. It's like an hour. It was like hours now and hours later. They're walking into Frogtown. As you do. And for a completely fucked up ghetto, it seems to be a fairly big ghetto. I mean, it's a perfectly fine uh, well, industrial it's area. Like, it's, yeah, it's like a factory. Mm. and a, It's like a mine and a factory in one. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, plus they're, they're mining uranium, so they have nuclear capability then, or nuclear. Uh, they have the ability to sell to people with nuclear mm. with nuclear capabilities. They only have the material. They don't have a refinery or any of that. So. And in Sam goes into the bar in Frogtown, and this is where I I fell off the chair laughing. <laughs> frog stripper. Oh God, frog stripper! What in the fuck was going on there? <laughs> and here we meet. Sam's old friend Looney Tunes, played by Rory Calhoun, an uh, actual was, established actor. Yes, he was in fucking of westerns and B movies, including Night of the Lupus and Hotel Hell. And I love the line he comes up with when Spangle goes, "Why are you called Looney Tunes?" He goes, "I'm so crazy. I'm saner than you." I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to say, for this being a low-budget movie. The frog masks look fantastic for twelve thousand dollars. They are pretty well well done. They're great. The eyes move around. They blink. Mm-hmm. The, the lips move when they talk. They don't have to lip sync perfectly, but at least mm-hmm. like they're not like paper mache helmets. No. So it is very well done. It looks good for the budget. It's yes, quite, it does. It, it, it's quite competent. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so on to the, th- the thing I had on the floor laughing, the exotic dancer Arabella, played by Christy Summers, who was supposed to play the role of Dr. Spangle when Sadal Bergman was cast as Santarella. However, she refused to get naked, so she, she being Sandella Bergman, was given the role as the lead, and Summers got this smaller role, which pissed her off horrendously. <laughs> so, oh, tension on the set. Because I've got to say, uh, Santa what's her name Santarella Santella oh, that name? Uh, she gets naked fully nakedness and no one actually does it so good on her I'm guessing well it's better than her than this frog stripper I guess mm. yes who's a human body with a frog face and frog hands Karen <laughs> I mean <laughs> so anyway so Arabella is an inside frog or toad if you will and here Sam meets Leroy the bar owner played by Cliff Bemis uh, he runs a bar as they sit down to eat plush, which is baby lizard and tortoise ground up to a paste. So they're cannibals then? Uh, well, I mean, like, it would kind of be like us eating, like, gorilla. It doesn't make us cannibal, but they are, like, somewhat similar on the evolutionary charts. That's Lizards and uh, turtles. Yeah, well, that's kind of spotting hairs there. Anyway, moving on. The two barter over Dr. Spangle, 
the four lily pads because they're frogs. Funny, haha. I mean, oh, God. Lira goes up to as high as 50 because he wants a exo- exotic dancer, not a sex slave. I mean, what is this movie in rape? Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, because now people want to rape Sam. Mm, yeah, yeah. So in walks Bull Frog. Oh, the puns. Played by Nicholas Worth with a bull whip to take away Dr. Spangle because, of course, he's a bull frog with a bull whip because that's the level of jokes we're having here, folks. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a good uh, he's a good second in command, though. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a bit moustache twirly, but... I mean, he he lays out Sam with one shot to the gut. So mm. as we establish, like Sam is supposed to be like a, a an impressive badass, and he drops him with one shot just to let you know, like this guy deserves the title of the heavy in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should say, Piper is pretty buff in this movie. You know, I mean, back in the eighties, nineties when he was in WWF, I don't know if he was actually that buff. You know, so. There we have it. But back to this one. Boo starts a bidding war with the toads in the bar and then knocks Sam out with one punch, as it says, and takes Spangle away. So later, Sam wakes up as Arabella tries to come on to him because everybody wants to get into Sam's pants because he's highly fertile. Okay, <laughs> then. She wants uh, his tadpoles. Oh, yes. For her, yes. For her tadpoles. Yes. I thought I've brought it actually. Does, does she have warts, do you think? <laughs> uh... Well, it's Frogtown, not Toadtown, so yeah, well, you know, Toads are the ones with the warts. Yeah, well, okay then. Meanwhile, Bill takes Spangle to see Commander Toady, but is stopped by the beekeeper guy. And this is where I get kind of lost me in the plot here. So she tries to escape, but the the guards are on her like flies to shit because they catch her immediately because all they have her was they put her in a, a dog chain and try to tie her to the to a fence like well she already f- had she already had the chain from oh, sam right okay then okay then. so it, it turns out in foresight in for, in hindsight not such a great idea to have a leash when you're trying to escape people in close quarters yeah that's true that's very true yeah yeah so Pooh sends spangle to see toady as he talks to the beekeeper to id sam this is where it was getting a bit cross-pollination here meanwhile sam is tricked sorry sam has tricked arabella to put a bag over her head as he escapes because he likes it that way apparently (laughs) well he figures like if i've got to get inside this toad girl at least i don't want to look which which you know i mean you're dealing with 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 like the exotic stripper of the toad world okay so you know this Mm. is as good as it's going to get show some damn gratitude like i mean she she may not look good as a human but you know this is this is their version of Jessica Rabbit. Like everyone wants her, so you know, you know, consider it an honor. Just close your mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. Like putting a bag on her head is just cruel. Yeah, I was getting scary movie from that scary movie too, where Shorty puts the bag over the ghost heads and then fucks her, and he's like, "No, keep the hat on, keep it, keep it on, baby, keep it on." It's like, <laughs> oh god. Uh, I remember Rodney Dangerfield's joke. This girl is a two bagger. That's where you put a bag on your head in case the one on her <laughs> head falls off. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And uh, was I did. Da, 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 da. So Sam's belt bleeps. So he has to run to save Spangle. However, he's quickly caught seconds later. And she meets 
Toady, played by Brian Frank. Where's the directional? Uh, where's the directions on this belt? I mean, he all, when it starts beeping, all he knows is that she's being pulled away. But how does he know if it's not left, right, up, down? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could be going in the wrong direction. Yeah. That's, that's what does it just beep more, and he has to just fucking guess? Yeah, that's a complete utter joke. I mean, I'm going. They can at least give him like a wee, like a direction signal. Um, on on the thing, you know, which way it goes. <laughs> he, but, he has to look down and see like a little radar thing with an arrow pointing <laughs> for her ears as it does yeah. a little sweep. Yeah. Oh, oh god, this is ridiculous. So Toddy introduces Doctor Spangle to Count Sodom. Oh god, the leader who's also the beekeeper guy, and he's doing his best Darth Vader by talking through a gas mask. Hey, he's that like Boba. He's the Boba Fett of this movie. Mm, okay then. Okay then. He's supplying the frogs with weapons as the frogs give him uranium, which he's making a nuclear bomb with. Okay then. Because it worked out so well before. Yes, it worked out so well before. So Sam falls off a ledge and is caught as Spangle is taken away to be eaten. Is that what they say? She's going to be eaten? No, she's uh, no, she's being taken away to do the dance of the snake. No, 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 she's no. being prepared. Yeah, 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 but they say she'll be eaten later, so do... Well, maybe mm, sexually eaten? Yes, I was about to say that one, actually. Was she going to be eaten out or going to be actually yeah. eaten? So Arabella tries to save Sam, but she is killed. Uh, uh, yeah, she gets penetrated, but not in the way she wants. Yeah, she gets drilled, and not the way she wants either. On to the brushing of the silk scarves, which gets spangled into the mood somehow because apparently it takes five silk scarves to brush across your nipples in order to be curious. It, 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 it's witch it's women witch magic where you know if there's enough estrogen in the room it will elevate her estrogen levels and get her in the mood mm. female science yeah i love the fact that uh, dr spango has earrings one is uh was a tracker another one is the activation switch for a bomb and it goes off <laughs> as every time our eating gets touched i love that one and sam goes ah it's bleeping help as he's getting changed yeah, we, we find out how we find out how terrible this this bomb strap is because it gets shredded with a fucking chainsaw mm. and only after it gets taken off of sam does it blow up yeah yeah have it my notes also <laughs> So he was so good to see the frog. He had such a great theory. He's like, they would have put a bomb on something so valuable. They fucking lie to you. Yeah. Which begins to make sense. Like maybe they did play him, but then it blows up in his face after it goes like wired to blow. Yeah. Right. Boom. Yeah. And then kills him, which I was like, oh, you killed the, one of the better actors in this bloody movie. Um, <laughs> so on to the only thing I knew about this movie was the notorious dance of the three snakes as she dances to turn on Toady with his three trouser snakes. Um, what the actual fuck am I watching? I've got down here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if frogs actually had three dicks or not. I, I, mm. I, I mean, I like nature documentaries. I, if that came up, I'm pretty sure I would remember that. Mm, yes, mind you, you don't have six-foot talking frogs, so <laughs> maybe they're mutated with three dicks, I should do. I mean, <laughs> maybe he's three people that mutated into a frog. Yeah, possibly, possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is where Sandal Bergman demonstrates her good seduction techniques. Yes, yes, yes. The dance, I'm like, what is this dance you're doing? She starts off, like, shimming, then she does, like, tap dancing sort of stuff, then ballet. I'm going, 
what? So of the fact how the the twelve people, the twelve girls, they're supposed to rescue are so enticed in this whole frog town thing, like they voluntarily give up. I think it's more like, the, yeah, they just don't see any point. Like, I mean, the fact that that Sandal Bergman is the one that's here to rescue them, and she's chained to the fucking bed. They're like, this, if this is what a rescue looks like, I'm just gonna play good with my captor. I love the facts. But, um, Spangle talks him around saying, yeah, yeah, this is the chance to get away. And he goes, yes, they do. I thought the frog guards come in and he goes, oh, no, no, take her away. I'm like, you bloody bitch, you just throw it right under the <laughs> bloody bus. Hey, they know where they are. Like, it's like people can promise a rescue, but, you know, you got to deliver. Then mm. we'll follow you. Yeah, well, that's true. That's very true. Uh, as you says, Sam gets his belt cut off with a chainsaw. I love the fact there's like, uh, what was, there's like a hatchet, there's an axe, there's a, a hacksaw, there's a chisel, but he picks a fucking chainsaw up and he goes, ha ha. <laughs> well, it is military grade steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to- uh, Bill, rather, mocks Sam for believing they would blow up his junk, but then it blows up and kills him, which, as I said, annoyed me because he was a good character. You know, I like the fact he was a cheesy ass character, but. Uh, it was just so good wired to blow i told you they wouldn't put a bomb boom boom <laughs> yeah yeah i love that myself uh, so he was so confident in his logic which you know to be honest from his perspective would make sense like why would the military put a bomb on something so valuable yeah i've got it myself why would they put a bomb with a really short fuse but it looks like on his dick on his junk to blow him to pieces. What the fuck? What happened to she died? You know, um. Uh. Well, well, she she died, or she she could blow to pieces, for instance. Oh. Yeah. What if like someone's like, you know, forcing her and grappling with her, and then the earrings come off in a fight. Mm, yeah. No fault yeah. of her own. He gets blown up. Yeah. Yeah. This is not very well thoroughly thought through. This this whole idea, but much like this movie, you know. So anyway. So Looney, Looney rather, is sent by Arabella to signal uh, Santella to cover fire as Sam and company manage to escape. By the way, she's about, what, 10 miles away from the camp? It takes her forever to get there. It's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what gets me is that in this scene, when he pins them down with a flare gun, this is the perfect opportunity for Rowdy Roddy, who is holding a machine gun, to shoot at the people who are not shooting at him. Yeah, I think I'm. And they walk away to let Looney Tunes get shot. It's like everybody here is fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. So now Free Free's chastity belt. Sam rushes to save Doctor Spangle. Sam kills Bull after he drills Arabella with a terrible sidewalk slam. How does a sidewalk slam kill you? Or does he stab him with the drill? He bit? just he yeah he he rips the drill out of her, stabs Bull with it, and oh, then right. that's it. Like. I mean, being Rowdy Roddy, I would have loved if he gave him a suplex or, no, or just like some some chop or just some some wrestling move. Like, you know, you're Rowdy Roddy. You have a wrestler in your movie. Let him use a wrestling move to take out, you know, one of the uh, the one of the uh, the henchmen. Well, they do. They give him a sidewalk slam. So, and yeah, could have done more. Yeah, could have done more. I was expecting a. A standing suplex or a DDT or a sleeper hold. Piper's actual finishing move is a sleeper hold. So, but I guess they fucked up there. However, Spangle is. <laughs> they probably tried, but they kept root. kept like dent crumpling the mask. Yeah, true. So they're like, you can't you can't put him in a chokehold anymore. It breaks the mask, and the guy can't talk <laughs> anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? It's not breaking the math. They're expensive. They're a hundred dollars each. Yeah, also, also the also the jaw wires that you know move the lips are now broken and poking into his throat. So please, you're killing the actor inside the suit, <laughs> Roddy. Please stop. I know Fine. you want to keep it authentic, but it's not going to work. Just stab him, and we'll put a squib in his chest, and that's that. Mm, yeah, yeah. However. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Dr. Spangle is busy snake charming Tori's tadpoles, so she's now stuck. Santella sees the flare, so roars in to save them all. As he's, I've got down here 20 minutes later, for fuck's sake. Sam is now in bubblegum mode and blows away the frogmen. <laughs> yeah, and that was going to pop me. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, however, Tori leapfrogs away. Spangle. <laughs> Spangle and Toad, uh, Spangle and, and Sam rather rescue the slave girls and get out just as Santella roars in, all guns are blazing. I love that she's got a 50 cal gun in that fucking thing. And it's and it's automatic. Like she, she doesn't have to even. Thing. She doesn't even have to go up into the. She doesn't even have to like stand up through the roof to mount it. She's got like a like a like a trucker's horn thing just yeah. attached to it. So when she pulls it, the gun aims at the frog things, and she's just like. Listen, you can eat dirt or lead. Your choice. Mm. And then they get down on the ground throwing their weapons away. And she's like, okay, good choice. You chose <laughs> yeah. you chose wisely. I love the fact that she's supposed to be this, this great big badass, but she gets shot once in the shoulder and she's out of commission. She's like, oh, I can't go on. Uh, and you shot other hand, love. I mean, God almighty, you're a bloody soldier. Um, so where was I? Now? Da, 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 da. So now well, three again, there. Again, it's an anti-feminist movie. I mean, yeah, a man true. can get shot six times in the chest. He can still fight. But if a woman gets shot in the arm once, she can't pull a trigger or be useful anymore. Again, this was a masculinist movie. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I just says the whole premise of uh, the movie is technically a fourth wave feminist dream come true, i.e. men are sterile and women are running the world. But this yeah. guy's a misogynist it's a, going... It, mm. Yeah, it's a man's dream come true where men are glorified. Yeah, true. You know, true. women are technically in charge, but men are coveted. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, so now free, they can run for it. Toadie gives chase. Unfortunately, his frog army can't shoot for shit as the pink medtech med tank gets away easily. How the guns, the, the guns they were given were for human hands, not like tiny little flipper fingers. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> uh, how the hell did you miss that, that ambulance thing? That tank It's fucking huge and it's slow as anything it's like well you're driving on a dirt road so i'm just assuming that barrel is waving all over the place no that's true <clears throat> although in saying that isn't the although they could stop that just by simply stopping the fucking car mm. and then moving the barrel a bit and then firing that would increase the accuracy by oh maybe just 80 percent yeah it's ridiculous although isn't the tank uh the gun on the on their car tank mounted on the passenger seat it's Therefore, mounted inside the fucking... It's not mounted on the car. It's mounted in the car. In the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the barrel is sticking out of the passenger seat. So it means you're. It means that bull is standing on the fucking barrel mm, just yes. to look outside the car. When that thing fires, I imagine that would just like rock the shit out of him. Oh, God, yeah. I was also tip over the car, I don't know. Or at least send it flying backwards, but... Yeah, that'd be <laughs> yeah, the recoil from a tank barrel like that would definitely stop the car in its tracks and send mm. it backwards. Yeah, yeah. I love how Looney, uh, Looney Tunes dies in the arms of the slave girls, and he goes, "I hope this is more like heaven." 
or then dies. How does he get killed, by the way? He just uh, he got shot at. He just got shot uh, a bunch of times. He he comes out of the mine like all like. So you know he he he's been shot off camera. Okay then. Okay then. So Count Sodomon. Count Sodomy. So, whatever. <laughs> the, I love the fact how this guy can hit the pink tank of an RPG with one shot and blows it off the road. So well, Sam, we, once the mask comes off, we find out who he is and why he has such good aim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get there in a second. So Sam takes them on, and oh, the gum is now chewed. It's kick-ass time. But surprise, surprise, Sodomon is Captain Devlin. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, uh, here we go. His plot is he hates all women because they're being in charge. He wants it to be back to be a man's world. Uh Okay then. And so the answer is a. The answer is what made it a woman's world in the first place. Yes, yes, bloody. Uh. So he's selling arms to the frog men to get uh, uranium to mix a nuclear bomb to kill all women to make it a man's world again. How's the nuclear uh, bomb going to realize he's a man? He should be alive. She's a woman. She's dead. Yeah. Uh, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, it took multiple nuclear missiles to devastate the world to do this. If you have a nuclear bomb, like just a bomb, that would mean you can blow up a city. You don't have the ability to launch it anywhere else. Yeah, so, so this movie's not very well thought through. So Sam has a sword for some reason. Where it comes from, I have no idea. And he goes to finish, uh, what's his name, Sod- Sodom? But he has a monologue as it's banging on and blah, 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 blah. But how he hates women being in charge, the goddamn bitches and this and next thing. He's so doing s- that also that Sam can like tell a woman behind him, like, take my sword. Yeah, I'm a passive and I don't, and I don't, I don't mean that sexually this time. <laughs> I, I mean the actual sword. Yeah, and she goes, oh, no, 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 no I'm a pacifist. Yeah, love, take the fucking sword, you do. Yeah, I'm asking you to hand me the sword. That's not mm. a violent act, you dumb, you dumb asshole. Yeah, like yeah. give me the sword, I'll be violent. Yeah, I love the fact that he just throws a sword at this this douchebag. Why does she need him to do that? His hand is already up by his head. His hand is already up by his hand. He can grab his own sword and throw it. He doesn't need anyone to take out the sword and hand it to him. That would be even more like he's watching you. That that would be more obvious and slower. This is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's I love the fact how this this um Devon guy has the sword through his his uh, chest and he falls to his death, but he lands on a crash mat. <laughs> you actually see the crash mat. <laughs> he doesn't even fall to his death, he just falls because he, this fight goes on and oh, it yes. is it is fucking the fight itself is great because it is just like James Kirk fighting the Gorn. Where it's just like some dude fighting a reptile in the desert cliffs. No, 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 no. You're you're confusing um, Toadie with this big fight. Because... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sodom, Captain yeah. Sodomy is dead. Yeah. Oh, man. With a name like Captain Sodom, like, thank God they didn't take that name and run with it. Because, you know, if that was the case, he would be like Zardoz, like just like in like a, a spandex diaper with a with a belt on. And he would definitely be hitting on other men all the time. Like oh, when you've gotcha. got a name like Sodom. You could have made him like the worst gay joke mm. machine on the planet. So there was some restraint in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I have down here. So Sam follows a blood trail because of course he isn't dead after falling off a cliff top. Yeah. 
he finds Devlin's body and walks away after kicking it once, not checking to see if it's actually dead. Really? So Devlin has an RPG, uh, which uh, Sam just shoots him between his eyes with a gun he gets from somewhere. Where'd that gun yeah. come from? If he sh- if he did hit him with that RPG at about like eight feet away, the blast would have killed him. Yes, he would have been. Oh, bloody pieces. So Toddy uh, then takes out the pink tank. Sam tries to take out Toddy, but too bad he picked up uh, Devlin's now dud RPG. How could it be a dud if it blew up the tank earlier? So uh, yeah. Uh, uh, American workmanship has really fallen off in the last 10 years. Yeah, well, true, true. And we have Kick-Ass Time round two as Tori takes on Sam. I love this fight. I mean, they try to do like wrestling moves, but the frog's having none of it and just punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, know? because we've established how hard these frog people can punch. Yes. Bull takes out Sam with one shot, just hits him in the gut and knocks him, lays him out. So, mm. like, Commander Toady, he's he's whomping Sam, and every time he hits him, you see blood on him. Like his yes. shots are hurting. Yeah, I love the fact that like, Toady kicks him in the nuts. I'm going, oh, the blows. <laughs> oh, you've just you've just destroyed his value. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be major swelling and not in a good way. Um, he's gonna have to eat like so much fiber to recover from that. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So after a quick fight on the cliff top, Sam kicks Toady to his death. And then cuts his hand off. What the yeah, fuck? He kicks him off the cliff. I mean, I showed you pictures of this. Mm. He kicks him off the cliff. Toadie grabs his leg. So like Toadie, like Toadie's going to pull him off the cliff. We die together. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So Sam reaches for the katana, chops off his hands mm-hmm. so that Toadie falls off the cliff. But as we do, I sent you the picture and you can clearly see Toadie's hands are still on him as he's like, ah, yeah, well, it's a off the cliff. <laughs> Mm. it's like all you have to do is just take the hand rig off of him oh wait that would have to that would be that would it that was just too much for them like they they immediately forgot hey you know that scene where he falls off because we cut his hands off how about we take off his hands yeah true true although in arse hiding the fact that devon uh landed on a on a crash mat so uh, i mean (laughs) god almighty it was a good fight though Yes, I mean, considering yeah. the budget for this movie, it was a pretty good rough and tumble fight, like half as good as they live, which was an excellent fight scene. Oh yes, yes, yeah, that was a good so fight half scene. as good as something great is still not too shabby. Yeah, true, true. So with the day saved, Sam turns to the pink tank, which is now in shambles, as the girls come out of hiding. So they were just waiting for him. They were armed with guns. They couldn't have took down fucking Toadie, the bloody lazy bitches. I mean, <laughs> oh my god. Well, could, well, to be honest, the, the toughest one was shot in the shoulder, so. Oh, please. <laughs> lazy bitch. Anyway, so Sam and Spangle then kiss. The girls pile into the back of Toadie's tank. How the fuck did they fit in that thing, Barbie? Because it could barely hold one frog and two in the back. They've got, what, 15 people in this tank? I guess, well, there's a lot more room after you take the barrel out. No, Which, true. again, considering the weight of the fucking thing, how would you take the barrel out? Yes, and how does that thing drive with the weight of this fucking tank thing, the the gun on the thing? It's like, okay then. So, they drive Toadie's 
tank into the sunset as a credits roll. Well, there was like one scene where he's he's like trying to put the moves on her and she she's having none of it. And then she uh, she goes to like tap her earring to give him a little shock just to put him in line. But nothing happens because the belt's been long. The belt has long been taken away. And mm. when she sees he's not in pain, she's like, what's going on? He goes like, oh, yeah, I lost your leash a long time ago. She's like, why did you stay? Well, you'd miss me. Because and that's what win- that's what wins her over. That's when she's just like, ah. Mm. And then and she's she goes, putty in his arms. And then she goes, no, no, no. Do them first. Really, love, you're going to take sloppy 13th. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> Well, she is a patriot. The mission comes first. Yeah, true, true. And he comes again and again and again. <laughs> well, she wants to give him like time to. Well, what he's doing with those girls is his duty. What she wants with him is recreation. Yeah, true, true, true. Although maybe needs more than a few seconds, you know. Like, give me a well, half a that, day. That's why she you know. said we'll, we'll just spend a few weeks at my place in the by the lake or something. Like she mm. said a few weeks because she knows that like the first couple of days is just going to be him like waiting for the swelling to go down. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. But he waiting for the chafing to go down more like it, you know, it's like, give us some KY stats. <laughs> I need I need protein. Just give me some, just give me some steaks, some V8. <laughs> Let me replenish, please. I need lentils. I don't like the scene from Naked Gun. Is it 13 or third where Les Nielsen's pouring the ice over his crotch and it goes <laughs> after he's been to the, the um, sperm clinic? Oh, it's like yeah. Futurama where he, where it's like death by snoo snoo. He's just coming out like, please, the spirit is willing, but the, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Almighty. Anyway, back to this movie. So that was Hell Comes to Frogtown. For a cheesy-ass B-movie, this isn't as fun as it should be. No one is running with the bad one-liners. No one is camping up as much as humor possible. Piper is really bad in this, which I'm sorry to say. Thankfully, he had the live to cement his acting skills. The frogmats are good, but other than that, this is a pretty flimsy-ass movie. I'm going to give this... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm going to give this thing a... Three out of ten, it just wasn't a riveting good enough time for me. <laughs> so what do you see? So it wasn't riveted for your pleasure? No, no, it wasn't, <laughs> no. So what do you see? Uh, you know, considering how good he was in They Live, it, it just goes to show the man can act. So if maybe, like, you can't really say, like, he did bad acting in this movie, given what he was able to deliver in They Live. It just goes to show with a good director what he's mm. capable of. So it all goes to whoever this fucking idiot was that that did this one, uh, Donald D. Jackson. He showed what happens if you're not a good director. And yeah. you know the proof was in the pudding. Like Roddy can deliver. He he can he can be molded. Yes. In, into yes. something great. The fact is, Donald D. Jackson is just not a good director. No. No, no. Like I say, maybe it's the fact the script was so bloody bad. Maybe Roddy had nothing to work with because I know when they live, most of his lines were made up by Roddy on the set. So, you know, maybe <laughs> the script was just shocking like crap for, for Here Comes a Frog Time. Um, well, the, the guy who did the uh, the screenplay for this was a uh, long time who, who did work on The Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Okay then, so 
It was a director then, not yep. the script. Okay. Randall Frakes was uh, the screenplay writer along with uh, Donald D. Jackson. So again, the capacity for greatness was in this movie, but the person in charge of it just was not able to handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so like I says, thank you for listening. If this is your first or indeed 250th podcast, now like, share, comment, and bloody well subscribe. I need listeners. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, and you can follow Mike on. The Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where we take listener-suggested movies and break them down into the good, the bad, and anything else. And we often find amazing deleted scenes that do not come on DVDs or anywhere else. They are exclusive deleted scenes because we make them up. <laughs> yeah, the skits are one of the best things about The Graveyard Shift. Some of them are absolutely hilarious. Um, so, uh, do you have a Twitter account or instagram account uh, or, or we are address? yeah our twitter <clears throat> is gs underscore horror pod and our facebook page is the graveyard shift pod we also have a website strangebiscuits.com slash graveyard that's where you can find all of our episodes and leave comments in the episodes as well yes yes don't forget that one and while you're there check out my two episodes they're good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, you got you uh, can... coming up with uh, uh, Exorcist Two. That's coming up uh, early May, as far as uh, as far as I know. Okay, and you were also there for uh, uh, Bloody Valentine. Yes, that my was uh, bloody... one of our earlier episodes. Yes, my bloody wasted time. The original, not 3D. <laughs> um, and if you're feeling generous, give them a buck and listen to me cover. What was the other two Patreons I covered? Um. Yeah, shit. You covered uh, uh, <laughs> a Valentine's Massacre, or like uh, my uh, Valentine ho- Hospital Massacre. Yeah, or X-ray, as it's known in, in Britain. Yep. And, and also April Fool's Day, the remake. Yeah, the remake. Yeah, like I said, give them a buck and support the show. Um, where was I? Did it? Oh yes, you can email me move suggestions to hearstrangereviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcast of Aliens. House, Psycho, Hellraiser, and uh, many more. Also, my solo podcast of They Live, Blade, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, and many, many, many more. My God, there's 200 of the fuckers. As I says, you can check out Mike on A Graveyard Shift, because it's quite a good podcast. <laughs> quite a good podcast, a terrible oh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> a, a wonderful podcast of good to terrible movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, bye, Hunter. Remember, I watch these bad movies, so you don't have to. I have to have a toad in the hole. Hey, bye. Bye. Oh, God. That was terrible. Bye. <laughs>